welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. This is Jan Muse, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Oh, that was the wonderful Jan Muse from um, Magical Muse Holistics. Thank you, Jan. Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Welcome Welcome. back. Welcome, Julie. Welcome, Glenn. Hello, Phil and Julie. How are you? It's very hot in the studio tonight, isn't it? We could do with... Um, Being outside. Yeah, some air we con. We tried that earlier. <laughs> yeah, we could do a bit of air con, maybe some, um, I don't know, some ice creams. Glenn's made me turn my fan off. I have. Hey. Yeah. I've only got one fan and Glenn's made me turn it off. fan yeah. as well? Yeah. I have, oh. yeah. The mics pick it up, you see. You will, the listeners will hear her. <laughs> All the way through. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a shame, isn't it? Jan Muse, who just introduced us, what a fantastic episode last time. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. Some really interesting some good information there. around uh, herbs and, and plant remedies and plant magics. Really good. Yeah. Really pleased with that. But we've got another we have fantastic another guest. guest. Um, and a, a very close friend of all three of us, actually, and a very Definitely. close friend of the Shack, the Sacred Sand Healing Arts Centre in Mansfield, Kirkland Avenue, Mansfield. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Good plug, plug there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. I think it's our second home, isn't it? All yeah, three of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we are <clears throat> lucky to have with us tonight for this episode uh, a pagan priest, a witch. Um Please welcome our very dear friend, Luke the Viking. Hi, Luke. How are you? Oh, wow. What an introduction. Yeah. It's almost like you know me. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Well, hopefully we will know you more after this uh, hour. Oh, fantastic. How are you doing Um, anyway? Yeah, we're all good. Thank you. Um, I'm really enjoying that we've been blessed with this uh, sunlight. Um, I, I, I'm, I love the sun, and my wife does not, so it's always a little, uh, oh. a little fractious. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm she a... likes the winter. I like the summer. Really? That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> I do like a bit of sun. <laughs> do it's like been very warm today, though. Yeah, it's a little bit too hot for me today. Yeah. But it's nice to have some sunshine though. Yeah, I called down lovely though in the in the river earlier. So <coughs> in the, the river, the, wild swimming. Wild swimming. So that oh, was wow. so that was show. quite nice. Yeah. So, oh, what wow. have you been up to today, Luke? Have you been working today? Uh, in a fashion, uh, I've not been doing official work, but I've been busy all day sorting things out and doing things. Oh. Managed to grab some time to have. Uh, dinner out with my lovely wife and then back to sorting things and busying around Ah. fab so i've noticed that you work it looks like you work all all over the country to be honest and i I saw because i saw some pictures (laughs) of you um a a, a beach or a coast it looked like the other day oh yes um 
Tuesday, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Tuesday. That, uh, where did I end up? Uh, Clan Dudnow in Wales. Oh, ended right. up. beautiful part of the world. Yeah. Clan Dudnow. It, um, well, I drive up and down the country and I see none of it because it all looks like industrial estates and housing estates mm. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I have a I have a small rule, a personal rule. If I'm by the sea, I must see the sea. Yes. Yes. So yeah. even if it's literally park up out the cab, there's the sea back in. Yeah, whereas uh, whereas a few days ago, I actually managed to have a good hour or so down there, and uh, it's a bit prettier than a service station. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I suppose. Sorry, Glenn. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, have they still got the statues connected to Alice in Wonderland there, dotted around the place? I wouldn't know, to be fair, my friends. Um, I literally saw the back of the building that I was working for, um, and that was parked almost on the seafront. So ah, I they... saw that, I offloaded, I walked down a side street to the beach, yeah. had a sit down and went back. Oh, mm. I see. Yeah, I think there there are a few statues along the promenade there on the sea front. Yeah, it um, oh, it looks like a beautiful place. It's a place I'd like to visit um, when I'm not working. Yeah, it, it Yeah, yeah. I suppose when you can do that, when you if you if you are near the coast and you can just have that five minutes on the beach, I suppose it brings that bit of spiritual balance into your working day. Yes, yes, it's. Um, well, generally, um, everything I do, whether I'm working, whether I'm socialising, whether I'm having a laugh with you guys, everything is with spirit within. Mm. So uh, there is no, that is time for being a witch, uh, that is time for work. It is, you're always thing. a witch. Yeah. Whether you're working, whether you're playing, whether, whether you're sleeping, you're always a witch. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I used to do removals, which is where I started my company, to be fair, and then it morphed into what I do now. Um, one of the things, <laughs> I used to work in a spirit-friendly way. Um, and I used to be a bit nervous of doing things in front of customers, like the sets, etiquette and ways to deal with and treat mirrors, which I could perhaps go into later detail yeah. on another yeah, show, definitely. perhaps. Do. Um, and I used to be a bit, oh, well... <sighs> do need to do this to the mirror and oh no the customer's looking at me and then as i got more confident it was yeah i'm doing this with your mirror <laughs> right. do you want to go into that now uh, while we're here about yeah, actually, i'm quite fascinated with that if you want yeah. to uh, well uh so a mirror is a portal yes mm. um and there's there's many portals we use day to day uh, for example today we're using phones i'm contacting mm. the world other than my own you guys by my phone. Yeah. Um, shoes are portals, doors are portals, windows are portals, um, TVs, tablets, anything that connects with the outside world is a portal. The difference with a mirror is it doesn't contact, uh, connect the outside world, it connects the other world, the spirit world. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's many, ooh, hundreds of myths and legends around mirrors. Uh, some say it's a place of negative energy. I personally don't believe that. Um, some say if good energy passes a mirror without knowing, it gets trapped within 
the other world because it's a door, it's a portal. Right. Uh, shall I devise a few simple things? Uh, whether I'm at home or whether I'm at your house or the shack, which might as well be our house, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, or a customer's house, although, as I said, I don't really do removals now. Um, it's simple things. If you're moving a mirror, you tell the mirror it's moving. So out loud, moving a mirror. Um, if the mirror is leaving the building, you tell it. A mirror leaving the building. Um, and then there's levels of whether it's covered or uncovered. Right. My preference is always to cover them. At that, and I don't particularly want a reflection of myself either. That's, that's probably, <laughs> probably what's going on. What about breaking a um, mirror? If a, uh, well, broken. professionally, I've never broken a thing, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the relevance? Of... That was smooth, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was very smooth. Very, yeah, I yeah. wasn't referring to yourself there, but yeah. <laughs> it's just when people say you break a mirror, it's bad luck. Is that Seven just an old, an old wives' tale? Um, I would believe there's some truth in that. Uh, I, to my knowledge, I haven't personally. Um, been at the tail end of such bad luck. No. Well, not knowingly, not knowingly. Um, but I, I would perhaps believe there's perhaps credence to that because um, it, it's like a one-way door. So if mm. there were any trapped <clears throat> entities or spirits, um, then if it was broken, I would imagine they'd be released. Yeah. Either negative or uh, fair and kind. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think... Sorry, Glenn. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, in in terms of mirrors, I mean, I've experienced uh, that firsthand. The fact that it is a, a doorway, a portal into the other realm. And when I've been on paranormal investigations, <laughs> I always make a point of taking still photographs of either mirrors and windows, anything with a reflection yeah. from it. And I've found hundreds of faces. And one particular investigation I did, I believe it was Strelly Hall, Nottinghamshire, and I, oh, took, yeah. I took a photo of this mirror in, in the main um, the main room there, the front room, I believe it was. Um, and anyway, I, I showed one of the tour guides later, and he, he took me to this uh, photograph in one of the conference rooms, and the very same person, it was a male with like a handlebar moustache, white hair, he was. Wow. He used to live there, and he was actually in the photograph. And the photograph and the image I captured on this mirror was identical. Wow! And so, oh, fantastic! Yeah, I've experienced that. So that makes a lot of sense with what you're saying there. Mm. Mm. The only thing trapped in my mirror is a short, fat, bald guy with a beard. I'm not sure. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a thin man wanting to set free. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I, I interrupted you there, Luke, when you were you were mid flow. So I just was fascinated Sorry. about the the broken. So you you're asking or you're telling the, the mirror where it's going, and basically that's that's where we were, isn't it? Yes, and then kind of in the wider picture. And when I started, I was like, I know this is what needs to be done, but oh, I don't know the customers looking at me, and oh, oh, oh I'll do it when they're not looking. And then as time progressed, I got to, I'm dealing with the mirror. This is what's going to be done. <laughs> um, and then it came to things where, as I'd say, uh, leaving a premises, 
just generally a closing down, as you would a circle or a ceremony or, or, or a reading with your cards, just a general closing down process, um, has to happen with a home or a house. Uh, we did offices as well. Slightly different there. Um, so I would just uh, basically say to the client, often of which were non-believers, yeah. um, I'd say something like, have you told the house goodbye? Right. And they'd look at me funny, and but it seemed to make sense to them. Uh, or have you thanked the house for the time you was here? Um, whereas if it was my own, we would go down and close it down like we would a circle and close each direction and return it to centre and leave positive memories there. However, with the clients, uh, with full respect to them, it, I didn't have enough time to explain all of this yeah. because I was there for professional reasons. So I'd, I'd just get them to do something simple um, or in a secretive way, such as um, professionally, I'd need them to sign off each room. Um, but what they didn't realise is I'd walk around the house clockwise. Um, clockwise is always an opening. Anti-clockwise is always a closing. Mm-hmm. So I'd get, I'd do, oh, is this room okay? Can we sign this off? And what they didn't realise was I'm slightly behind them. So I'm closing the house as we go around. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, and I, I moved away from removals a few uh, few years ago. Same company, just we morphed into something else. Um, I now work more. Uh, my largest client is a shop fitters, and we sort out their logistics and deliver things, and and they use many different traders and industries, and we pull them all together. I'm probably the only person all the industries see for as regards the shop fitters. And same again, we just work in a like-minded way. Uh, when we're dealing with raw materials such as woods uh, and metals, not so much metal, but generally the woods, I'll thank the tree they came from. Yeah. Uh, and offer my thanks and blessings. Uh, I work all hours, day and night, and I go all different places. And they all look the same after a while, to be fair. But I always um, I respect the journey. Uh, even though physically I am shattered and <laughs> just want to go home, but I, I respect the journey, mm-hmm. I respect the process. Um, although lots of these people are not not yet of our kind, they um, I, I, I bless their work ethics and when we're unloading, although I do it in a health and safety type way, a language they understand, yeah. what I actually do is I bless their work day, their work shift or, or the job site I'm at. Um, because that's the right thing to do. Mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Can I just add? Uh, sorry, because um, my my, my mind hasn't finished with mirrors. Go on, yeah. all right, go on there. <laughs> sorry, no, no, fire away. Yeah. What's the relevance of <laughs> telling the mirror? Or why would you do? Th- why would you do that? Why would you, when? Why do you tell the mirror that it's leaving the house or it's going outside? Um, I have two takes on that. So the first one is it's polite. Yeah. It's polite. Um, so if there was anything there positive, um, perhaps it was sleeping. Say there was a spirit and it was sleeping. Don't quite understand how it works. Uh, and they woke up in a different building. They would potentially be frightened and then not be so positive and pleasant. Mm. 
Um, my personal take on that is, um, with it being a doorway, if you were to move it without without its knowledge of it being moved, that could potentially create a spirit corridor to new premises or even into storage or, or wherever. Mm. Um, which it could potentially be for good reasons. Uh, but if that's a corridor, then if other spirits or entities or even living beings were to cross through it, which is very potential stuff in geography areas, cars, people, dogs, um, it could disrupt the flow. Um, that's my personal take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest one is it feels right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and when I've not done it, it didn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose if it feels right, then it usually is right, right. isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, Julie. Mostly that's what we go with. If you do break a mirror, Julie, because I know you, you're worried about <laughs> that now, aren't you? Well, of course. Yeah. What you could do is, right. okay, wait a couple of hours right. before picking up every single piece of the broken glass and then bury it outside in the moonlight. Oh. Okay. okay. Right. That's that's worth knowing. Next idea, yes. according to according to this website, right? Um, <laughs> you can throw salt I've over your salt. left shoulder. shoulder. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and that goes onto the and ah. you throw it over the shoulder onto the devil. Salt's very interesting. Yeah. Salt's. I'm going to interrupt you now. Salt's very interesting. <laughs> um, Thank you, Phil. Salt is one of our elements that we use uh, Earth. So as representation of our element of Earth, uh, most witches use salt as a representation of that. And then you have different salts. You have white salts, uh, sea salt, pink salt, black salt, and they all have different meanings, but generally salt is of the Earth. So um, for instances like that, such as clearing and cleansing, uh, you're literally having the element of Earth and you are mastering it. You're saying, I am master of this element. And with it, I wish to, in that made-up story, you are dispelling whatever may have happened because Julie broke a mirror. Mm. Yeah. And, and don't go breaking mirrors. No, I, <laughs> no, I don't intend to. <laughs> or hearts. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, hearts nice. as well. Eh? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Although there is a glacier next to the shack, so it's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's put me in my place, isn't it? <laughs> How did I'd like to take Luca, I'd like to take you back to the beginning. <clears throat> as we do with every, everybody. Everybody. Um You're and assuming as, I've listened to your show. <laughs> well, I would hope you have. <laughs> um can you tell us about your own spiritual awakening your your own awakening and path to your own spiritual you development now. yeah wow um yes <laughs> yes um right it what i'm gonna do tell you um what happened that, that's what you asked i'll tell you what happened okay yeah um i'm going to flick through timelines a little bit so kind of try and keep up 
I'm going to get comfortable. I'm, I'm like going to get, get comfortable. I'm going to get comfortable. Okay. <coughs> yes. The stage is yours. So, right. Um, I have, uh, in effect, I have two lives. In 2014, uh, me and my now wife, then partner, were unfortunate enough to be in a horrendous car accident. Um, seriously bad. There was air ambulance, there was morticians, there was so on. Now, not to dwell on it too much. But it's a large part of this story. Um, in so for for your point in mind for how bad this car accident was, um, Paula ended up spending six months in intensive care and nine months in hospital altogether. Obviously, same car, same crash. Yeah. For for your perspective of yeah, this wasn't a minor ding. Um. We were told at a later date that they'd sent out they'd sent out the mortician. They were not expecting living survivors of, of this crash. And that's so a lot of things stem from there. And then now you know why I walk from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, it, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. Um as regards myself, generally if name a bone and I'll tell you if it's broken or not. Right. We, we we are in a terribly bad way. So, that was a large factor of, of what happened there. However, when we went through our recovery and, and all the things you have to do, we had an actual golden opportunity, a very rare opportunity that not many people um, get. Um, and before I go any further, I, I do not wish a crash upon anybody. I do not wish the pain and the suffering upon anybody because I just don't. But we had a very, very rare thing because what we had was a complete life reset. Yeah. Because that particular incident affected every aspect of our lives, literally everything. Things you wouldn't even imagine, such as trivial things like which side of my jeans do I keep my wallet to bigger things such as how we use our banks and our bank cards um, to physical things like learning to walk again, learning to use my hand again, learning to use a pen again, so on and so on. But with absolutely every aspect of our lives, everything, you cannot believe how much was affected. It really was everything. We had choices. So, whether it be holding a pen, whether it be where we go, whether it be who we socialise with, we had the option of learn to do what we've always done or learn to do what we've always done but a different way or learn to do something different or not do that at all. Yeah. So... Um, and then this is in the means of our physical recoveries, and there's many funny stories with that too, and our mental recovery, which never really happened, to be fair. <laughs> 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 um, there was... So, but with every single aspect of our life, we, we had a full life reset. Now, ignoring the pain side of things and ignoring the hassle and ignoring the 
inconvenience of it all. I'm <laughs> playing it down a little bit there. <laughs> mm. um, that's a beautiful thing. That's a really beautiful thing. No, not that many people get it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so from there, um, was we did a great deal of learning between the two of us. We learned about ourselves. We learned about our friends. We learned about our family. Um, I learned how to hold a fork again. Or for the first time, <laughs> um, yeah. we did lots of learning. Um, at the time, uh, there was some other unfortunate events again, and I set up a small company, not not the business I run now. And I'll gloss over it a little bit, but I got rather screwed over, and effectively, it was stolen from me. The vehicle is in a slightly different industry, but the vehicle was stolen, my tools were stolen, and somebody was trading as me and doing a terrible job. So my right. reputation was stolen. So again, we're still back in the learning. Do I do that? Do I do something different? This is the time I wrote my business plan. Now, here's a little bit of a twist in the story. Back then, <laughs> not only did, did I, was I not spiritual, well, it's slightly more complex than that because it wasn't that I didn't believe, it's I genuinely didn't know it was this world. Right. So, um, now, for example, in context for you, so flicking back a little bit there, um, when you say something like witch or pagan or spiritual or heathen or any of these, these accolades, at the time, I genuinely didn't know that that was a lifestyle. I truly believed it was a fashion thing. Right. So, so like you've got your gothic style of dressing, you've got your punk rocker, you've got steampunk, and then which? I did not know at all. I, I, I honestly believed it was a fashion thing. So, so how did we get to being a pagan priest from there then? And that's an interesting question. I'm doing your job mm. now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Well, Absolutely, going. carry on. Yeah, they're having now, a breather. Right. <laughs> so before this, pre-crash, in what I'm calling my first life, although I'm, I may be a cat, so I had a couple of close shaves and so on, so let's let's call it my first life. <laughs> um, I worked at a petrol station once, um, oh, by the way, I've had many jobs in many industries, which is why I now run the company I do, because I have knowledge of several industries. Uh, but at this time in my life, I worked in a petrol station. Nothing particularly exciting about it. Wasn't particularly happy there. It was just, it, it was just oh, work. Yeah. But it's the one on the A38, so I kind of point it out to people. Um, and I was just a normal shift, fairly busy traffic, uh, kind of daydreaming. Full respect to people who work in petrol stations, but in all fairness, the job's not that difficult. <laughs> they make it look difficult, but it's really not. Okay. <laughs> so I'd kind of wandered off into my own mind, and, and uh, I did the bare minimum I did to get paid the bare minimum that they paid me which is not a particularly good work ethic, and I don't condone that, but that's that's where my headspace was at. And this gentleman walked into the store one day, and he looked quite interesting. Um, he had uh, he was dressed quite interesting. 
So I dropped my attention. And he stood and he looked at me. And he says, are you one of us? And bear in mind, back then, I, I had absolutely no idea. Not a clue. <laughs> I, I cannot stress that how little I didn't know. <laughs> um, and I was what are you talking about, mate? He says, are you one of us? Now, my first thought went to potentially bikers kind of thing, the way he was dressed. So I thought he was saying, am I a biker? Right. Of which I wasn't at the time. So, no, you're going to pay or not? That kind of attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It turns out to be quite a friend of ours in common. Um, Anyway, they did what they had to do. They filled up with fuel or whatever they were doing. And in that moment, something very strange happened. Although at the time I didn't know it was strange because I didn't know there was another will. This gentleman looked at me and he says, I will meet you again in five years' time and your world will completely change. But even though I had a shop full of customers, it was as if he was the only person there. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously because I am a wonderful person, like, yeah, 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 whatever, shut the door on your way out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. (laughs) Um, thought nothing of it, nothing at all. Uh, in the meantime, I've had a couple of other jobs. I've had a couple of other addresses I've lived at. Then, unfortunately, we had the crash. Uh, then we had a year's worth of recovery. Um, and we got quite a healthy payout from the crash. You know, not nothing to write home about, but enough that was, it was nice. It was nice. And one of the first things we did is we got a high-performance car, of course, to play with. Um, and one of the, we went to a mind, body, and spirit fair. Because by this time, I'd started to get a little bit of, there might be something in it, I don't know, maybe. So I'd gone, because I'd done all this self-learning, I thought, well, maybe there are other options. And, and, and bear in mind, at this point, I'm still thinking it's a fashion thing. So I was kind of thinking, well, I might update my look a little bit. I'm always going to look like a troll, but let's look like a fashionable troll. (laughs) (laughs) And we go to Mind, Body, Spirit Fair. It it was at the John Fretwell Centre. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now it gets interesting. (laughs) Um, And we was there, and I was taking it in. And again, I still didn't particularly comprehend that this was a a way of life or an ancient way of life i'd got a bit more of an understanding than i did five years ago um but again it was still there was nothing to be there there was nothing and we were about ready to leave and this gentleman passed me in the corridor and i recognized him instantly as the man i saw five years previous I bear in mind all the stuff that had happened and the crash and I've had several addresses and several jobs and a lot had happened then. And obviously I'd seen hundreds, possibly thousands of people since then. And I saw him in the corridor and I stopped him and um, excuse me, I don't know if you remember me. And he took one look at me and went, oh, you're the guy from the petrol station a few years ago. Well, that's weird. And then we had a chat and then... uh, we kind of left it at that. It was all a bit weird. <laughs> so, slightly before that, uh, so we're talking six months, a year before that. I said I'd flip between timelines. <laughs> you did? Slightly before that, 
I used to do a little bit of work for... Uh, I'm not going to mention names, but you can kind of generally work out who I'm talking about. Um, we know a leathersmith, a uh, female leathersmith, yes. who unfortunately no longer does that craft, but at the time it was, she was kind of in a prime. Uh, we used to live not too far from, from this woman, and every now and again, uh, bear in mind I, I'd only freshly just learned how to walk again, and I could barely move. Um, but every now and again, um, she would ring me up because we have many friends in common as well. So this this wasn't as, as strange as it sounded. She'd ring me up, and I effectively used to model for her. So when she was making armor and things that needed more than a mannequin, um, <laughs> because I couldn't move that much, I was kind of perfect for the job. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept inviting me to what she called spooky club, uh, as kind of. There was a little, there was a small little payment between ourselves, nothing major, just enough to get by, more of a gesture than a payment, and I was happy to do it, to be fair. Uh, but she said, oh, do you want to come to this club? And she's really excited about it, and she's really, oh, do you want to come? And, and every night, no. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I'd go and tell my partner, or my now wife, oh, She's gone and said to take me to this club again. And, and uh, I, I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. And then her partner, you may well know, who does a lot of photography and has a motorbike, um, couldn't do something one night. He either couldn't take her or he had the car. or Either way, there was some sort of confusion. Um, and I was able to drive again back then. And I taught myself how to do that again. So I said, oh, all right, I'll take you. <laughs> you know, as you do. Yeah. Um, and we went, and it turned out to be the, uh, in hindsight, the, the first adoration of the shack. But it wasn't the shack, it was uh, its first one. So the Phoenix, Phoenix Within. Phoenix Within, that was it. Yeah. Phoenix Within. Um, and it was up in... Um, Renworth? In, uh, yes, yes. Or Ten Rain points, Rain. you win. <laughs> Thank you. Me and Glenn were there. We were yeah, there. we were there. I got in first for a change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, and and this didn't help me at all in the slightest, to be fair, because I sat at the back in the heaviest, darkest sunglasses I could find, <laughs> watching this circle of my now friends uh, going, I have no idea what's going on. What the hell are they talking about? I'd, and and um, Angie would be waffling on about something. I have absolutely no idea what's happening. Why am I here? What's going? Oh, okay. Now they're going to sleep, which is meditation. Why is everyone going yeah. to sleep? It's the middle of the day. What's going? Right. Okay. And now we're do doing some sort of singing. And I'd go home and I'd say these things. And I have no idea what's going on. Not at all. <laughs> I used to sit at the back and and. You guys would have missed those days because I said nothing and spoke to nobody. Right. Um, <laughs> no opinions, no no joining in, no nothing. I just sat and watched. How long did you uh, do that for? Did you do that for quite a while then, Luke, before you did yeah. connect? Um, I found myself keep going back. I um, And then I found myself later on saying to our Leather Smith friend, um, oh, are you going to that place? Uh, and it turned out I ended up going to the, the Angels and Higher Order class. Mm. Right. I didn't know it was that. This is hindsight. I didn't know that at the time. 
Um, and I met a lot of my now family. A lot of you guys are family. And um, I, did, I didn't know that was Angels at the time. Uh, and I go, and I just didn't get it. I didn't understand what was going on in the slightest. Because I'd only just come into terms with the fact that this wasn't a fashion thing. This wasn't a jewellery sales thing. Yeah. When 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 our Leversmith friend was saying, "Oh, come and I'll, I'll I'll show you some spiritual people," my head's gone to what? So like a shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when when did you? I, I get rem- When did you realise well, then, Luke? I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, the entire time I was at Rainworth, um, I lived in Rainworth a few years ago as well, and I. I'm kind of very distracted about the fact of I've not been back here since I lived here, and uh, oh, I wonder if still that's still there where I used to work. And I was very distracted in Rainworth, um, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. But I kept going, and and now in my later life, obviously we know that was the right thing to do. Um, but I kept going, kept going. Then when they, uh, or Angie, uh, um announced the fact that they'd be moving my first thoughts were oh well we gave this a bit of a go didn't really work met some nice people um although i would imagine the reverse wasn't the same because i, I was really quiet and didn't contribute to anything <laughs> and then when she said she was going to the old intake club where they where it is now yeah oh oh i know that building oh okay that's a bit easier to get to i might, I might go there i might go there um, and I ended up being part of the first the first crew who helped change the building round. And part of the, um, I wouldn't say original crew, uh, but I'd say part of the core foundation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. A, a later episode could be called The Black Four That Was Actually Red. <laughs> 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 um, and that's where I met a few more people. And then I actually, uh, from converting the building from Rock Club, of which I liked the colours and I liked the scheme, and I liked the feel because I knew it as a Rock Club. Uh, several of my friends are bikers and rockers, and that's probably why me and you, Glenn, get on so well. Yeah, yeah, from the same club, so <laughs> to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so as during the, the uh, shall I call it the turnaround? Let's call it the turnaround. When we first... Um, entered the building I started to feel not particularly anything spiritual but I started to feel th- these are the people I need to be around That's good, there's something then. about this group of people mm-hmm. and then I started to open up and then eventually I just wouldn't shut up mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I did what I call the shotgun effect so when I was open then and I was running I uh, Shotgun. I went to everything, every okay. class, yeah. every lesson, like every a crash training. course. <gasps> oh yeah, I, I pretty much lived there. Um, I was there six, seven days a week, every night, sometimes in the day. All the shows. Um, I, I was furniture, <laughs> and each time I came home more and more confused, and I didn't get it, and I had no idea what was going on. But at least I'd made some friends. Um, then while this was happening, I started to think, actually, maybe this is right. And I started, by this time, I now believe it 
wasn't fashion. I believed it was a genuine life. Something else. I didn't quite know the segments between between shamanic stuff and witch stuff and pagan stuff. I didn't know there were segments because I went to everything. I thought it was all one thing still. There's still a bit of confusion there. Um, and then I asked him. Now, I'm going to jump timelines again. <laughs> Before all of this, when I was being raised, um, not particularly something I want to discuss in detail, but I was raised in another cult. And because I was born into it, I knew no different. I knew no different. Um, and their ethos is basically we are right, all other religions are wrong, so there's no point you even looking. Okay. Because they're wrong. Which probably explains why I didn't even know which has existed. Sounds like Jehovah's Witnesses. It may potentially be that. It may Oh, that was diplomatic, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> I'm not very um, so I'm not very lines. diplomatic, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's the key to being a good Viking. No strategy. <laughs> um, I didn't know I was Norse back then, I um so so when it came to my i've always been respectful of other people and other faiths and other religions and i've known people from all walks of life and as previously mentioned i've had many jobs and many addresses and i've got to know everybody around me and what they do and what they're into so so it wasn't that difficult for me to do that now, if we fast forward back to when we we're at the turnaround at the shack and I'm shotgunning it and doing everything. Yeah. Once I worked out, I was allowed to ask questions because I didn't know I was allowed to ask questions. Right, because of the, yeah. the experience. Yes. Okay, that's, yes. That makes more sense now you've said that, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. But once I knew I was allowed to ask questions, oh, by the gods and goddesses, you guys knew it. <laughs> everything so what Absolutely did you ask everything. what did you ask then Luke everything mm. yeah so so oh, you, you asked uh, about the different faiths um such as higher order angels uh shamanic so effectively um you, you've all been to shack kind of classes and things yes. haven't you yeah you yeah. have an so now imagine that but either midway through or or at the end there'd be like a full breakdown so it'd be okay why did you do that why did i have to sit there why was this okay. this? why did you yeah. ask yeah. that person yeah. that? Yeah. how yeah. did they know that why Mechanics. is that thing moving yeah yeah oh for everything and bear in mind i was doing everything so you're <laughs> questioning everything yeah yes yeah. yes so we've still got a bit of a leap to make to come to pagan priest though haven't we from what i've said yes <laughs> yeah so and then very quickly learned that this was the right path for me although that's not a specific path that is just just generally be around spiritual people and so on um and i'm, I'm kind of I, if i'm invited to things generally i'll go obviously work and finance permitting but generally i'll go experience new things see what's happening um so when things were recommended at the at the shack that was the only place i knew because i it was only a few months or a few years ago. I didn't even know it existed. So, fact the check, if somebody said, oh, have you done a gong bath? No, what's that? Well, come and do this then. And I did. And then, come and do this, come and do this, come and do this. And I did, and I did, and I did. Very quickly, uh, I 
I now run a logistics company now, um, which is logic, sorting and organising. So back then, it was actually not that difficult for me to sort and organise and filter through my head of the different things of what's going on. Yeah. Um, in between my still physical healing as well. So sometimes I rest in the shack just to sit down and I ended up asking 4,000 questions and coming back shattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I then started to get invited to more, uh, let's call it witchy things, um, by some of the witches who used to use the shack and some who'd never been there. Basically, I got passed around a little bit. So they'd say, oh, uh, why don't you try this? And I'd go, yes. And then I'd meet people there and they'd say, well, why don't you join us for this? And I'd go, mm. okay. And I got passed around a bit. And then I found I was doing more and more witch things. Okay. And I got invited to a few Sabbaths, um, which I'll discuss a little bit later if we have time, which is we have eight ceremonies throughout the year, which I know now. <laughs> um, and I experienced different ways of doing Sabbaths. And some were quite jovial and I had no idea what was happening. And some were really quite strict and formal. And I had no idea what was happening. There's sorry, Luke, I don't I don't mean yes, of course. I don't I don't like to cut in. Sorry. While you're talking about that, I just wondered if you'd be able to not talk about them all for us, but I know that we've got some celebrations coming up this next week, okay, haven't yeah. we? We've got solstice. the solstice. Yes. yes. Can you tell us a bit about that um, celebration? Uh, certainly, certainly I can. Um, so we have eight ceremonies throughout the year, uh, and this is called our Year of the Wheel. It's in perpetual motion. It's always turning. Yes. And each of the eight um, have very specific meanings and purposes and deities attached to them, which our ancestors have praised and worshipped for millennia, the start of time. Now, there's been different variations and people's own interpretations of this, but the general core core, um, core of it's the same. Yeah. Just with bits added, bits removed, but generally it's the same. So, Lytha, or also known as the Summer Solstice, is one of the big ones. Um, and it's quite widely known as well from people who are not yet on that. The simplest way of explaining it is it is the longest day and the shortest night. Yes. Um, and then it's my job during the ceremony to tell you why that's important. <laughs> so, but it, what's also important is its counterparts. So if you imagine four lines that intersect, that is our wheel. So each ceremony um, has an opposite ceremony yes. so summer solstice's opposite is yule which is winter solstice which happens at the same time in the southern hemisphere yes yes that's right so at yule um that is the shortest day and the longest night yes and i'll explain a lot more during ritual but this both of these ceremonies um, have a battle ongoing year on year between the Oak King and the Holly King. Right. And, but this is not a vicious battle. Neither one of them is going to die. It is the energy that they expand which actually turns our year wheel. So the effort they put into battling each other is what makes the seasons turn. 
and at Litha, so uh, between the 20th and the 23rd, and we are on the 22nd, Wednesday, we're on Wednesday. <laughs> um, it, it will be the reign or the demise of one of these kings. Okay. Again, I'm really going to keep you in suspense there. <laughs> However, at winter solstice, it's the opposite way around. The other one builds its strength to take on the the victor at Litha. And this goes on year on year. Right. Forever. Okay. That's what helps us sort it out. Now, with every ceremony we do, kind of a little bit what I said earlier about how I work, everything we do, we do with our five elements. Our five elements being earth, air, fire and water, and the spirit within which is more commonly known as our pentacle. Yeah. So, during this, we will also, uh, we will bring, we'll honour the gods, uh, and we will honour our elements of the earth, we'll honour our elements of fire, we'll honour our elements of water, and we'll honour our elements of air. And we will definitely honour our ancestors and the spirit within. And that's kind of the biggest key part of or celebration, however you prefer to say it. Yeah. Um, I've got something quite interesting. I want to trial and plan as well, which uh, I've got. I'm going to say props, but that's wrong. I'm going to say devotional objects <laughs> um, <laughs> by my side, because I've been um, adding some final touches to, to the ceremony today. But mine are handwritten, and although some people see that as reading from the script, I'm not. It genuinely comes from my heart. It's just it comes from my heart when I write it. Yes, yeah. Um, channeled. Yeah. <clears throat> channeled yes, writing. Yes, yeah. that's the word. Yes. Um, so, yes. Uh, and so, generally, what I'll do is can you remember when I said I personally went to sums which were. Uh, very jovial, and some which are quite structured. Yeah. What I did is I write things for the version of me who went to those, who sat there going, I've no idea what's going on. So all of my rituals and the sabbats that I hold, I write, hopefully, it's not for me to say, it's for other people to say, but hopefully I write them so they slot neatly in the middle. So what I've got is flexibility within structure. Okay. <laughs> uh, because when I was coming, coming up and coming through, that's what I was looking for. That's what I would have needed. Um, and to my knowledge, it didn't exist back then, or, or at least not with the groups of people that I had met. I'm sure it did elsewhere, but not the people I encountered. Um, so, so I write it to slot neatly in the middle. Um, and I have... Generally, I have a little bit of participation, and there's generally something for everyone to do, okay. whether it be ringing a bell or pouring some water or lighting a candle. Generally, there's something going on. So, but also with the importance of these eight ceremonies throughout the year, um, I operate on, uh, I said to quite a few people, you may have heard me say, I go on one or a thousand. As in, whether one person turns up or a thousand, doesn't yeah. matter. That is the time that is happening. And it's merely my job to say, that is the time this is happening. Join if you want. Right. 
Um, yeah. Mm. There we go. Ah. Mm. Quite complex there, then. Yes. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. It, it's yeah. everything all in different. And, um, <laughs> and obviously, you're more than welcome to join us. Thank you. And so there's a lot yeah. of symbolism there as well with the ringing of the bell and and burning of incense and that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and, and it varies as well. But generally, I'll use incense to represent air. Um, I'll generally use a candle, uh, a candle to represent fire. But I, I personally choose to use the the preferred colours for the ceremony as well. For example, yeah. litha's going to be all in yellow, so I've got a yellow candle. Yeah. Um, the water that I use this year is snowmelt from last year, is the sacred water I use. Okay, oh, that's interesting. Next year's water we sourced from... Oh, what's it called? Um, did, there's, a, there's a place called the Druid's Inn where there's some caves. Yeah, Druid's Caves. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, just a little bit further down from there, there's a natural spring coming from mountain on the opposite side of the road. Okay, yeah. Um, so next year's sacred water will, will be that. I bottled it while we were there mm -hmm. and um, using that next year. Um, what did I say? Uh, Earth, um, would you be surprised if I told you I use salt? No, I wouldn't, because salt mm. of the earth has a clue there. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, we can also use many other different representations of our elements, um, but th those are my preferred preferred ones. Um, and it's the easiest to explain for newcomers as well. Right. Mm. Um, when I do the smaller personal ones, oh, it varies wildly what I use, because it's uh, different intention. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of power in the word as well, isn't there? With the intentions, oh, definitely. Yeah, yes, emotions yeah. you put into that whilst you're saying them. That that's also why my rituals are all handwritten. And, and bearing in mind, start of the story, I smashed my hands and my arm as well. So handwriting them is, is literally really hard work. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, I, I am putting everything into it. So, although it's written, it, it's it's written. Um, in all fairness, none of you could read my handwriting anyway, so it's never going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I scribble. Yeah. So I know you're doing um, that on the. Sorry, Luke. On the twenty-fifth. I know you're doing that on the. You're doing that on the twenty-second, aren't you? On the Wednesday. Oh, okay. So yeah. are you are you doing anything on the on the actual on the twenty-first or? Um. Well, the. Uh, I'm going to someone else's ritual tomorrow, okay. As a guest, yeah. Um, not, uh, which is quite nice. I've been invited there. Um, a little bit of a drive from here, so it'll take a fair portion of my day. Um, any of the the any of our eight sabbats that happen throughout the year, if I can't, oh, this year, uh, 2022, they're all booked at the shack. Oh, I managed okay. to book right up oh, the Oh, that's Yule, good. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, any that don't directly fall on date, uh, one or a thousand, we'll still have our own private ceremony, yeah, on the private actual ritual day. beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have um, the logistics in me. So I have my main wand, which I use for everyone else. 
for someone else's purpose. I have my wand, which I use for me and my family. I have a healing wand, a wand of balance, and so on. So when we do it for ourselves, it's a much smaller thing. Um, and I have many devotional items that I seem to have collected and multiplied over the years. Yeah. Uh, so our ceremonies are a much simpler affair, uh, but they're done with the same love and the same care and the same attentions as the larger ones. One or a thousand. Right. Yeah. Very good. Mm. I'm going um, up to the... I also... Sorry. That's right. I was going to say, I'm going up to Fire the... Away. I'm going up to a local one on the Tuesday, uh, up at the Minor, oh, yeah. in their... Um, Oh, yeah, Sugging Tevisal, yeah. Tevisal, yeah, so that looks quite good. Uh, yes, uh, lots of our friends in common are, are going there. So mm. Probably see many people you recognise. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I'm going a little further afield. Um, but that's a posh way of saying I, I won't be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was invited by another, um, uh, another witch a pagan priest, um, a celebrant, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. I've been invited to their ceremony, which is, which is quite an honour, to be fair. Yeah. Um, That's good. Because that one's, that one's for me. Uh, and it's and always... And i grateful for what they do. Yeah. And it's always really important that we take time out to do things yeah, for our ourselves. own, uh, ourselves yeah. and our own development, isn't it? Got to recharge the batteries. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah that's... Mm. Yeah. Well, how long That's have good. me and you been looking to go for a walk somewhere? <laughs> I know, quite a while, really. Yeah. We haven't yet, have we? No. Um, it, it doesn't help that I, I joke about it, but basically I work. And we have a, a, a housing issue at the moment, so I'm trying to find somewhere else to live. Yeah. Or I write ritual. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And both with my secular work and my, shall we say, witch work? Let's say witch work. Yeah. I'm kind of permanently on call. Um, and I have, I, I have, I have um, had calls late at night. Could you help and assist with this mm. or that? Yes, certainly no yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, I've had things uh, taken a bit longer than we imagined. Um, I asked. Just recently, I've left somebody's motorbike. Yeah, okay. Um, but there was only a set amount of time he was in the area, things like that. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. That's in great stuff, Liv. It is. Yeah, it's well, been really fascinating listening to you there. Well, thank you. Yeah, oh, we are we are we're out of time. very close to being out of time. Look at that. No. We are indeed. Um, <laughs> that hour has gone so fast. Um Luke, thank you so much thank for for, much. for giving us yeah, that time. Um, it's been it's been a pleasure to listen to thank to you. listen about yeah. your story and actually stuff that I never knew about exactly. you, Luke. Exactly. So yeah, so yeah. thank you for that. I think you'll have to come back on again because you've left everyone on suspense. There's a you cliffhanger have. there. Isn't <laughs> we are, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, thank definitely. you. So I'm so, very approachable as well. So if ever yeah. you want to know anything. Thank you. That's fabulous. Well, thanks, Luke. Okay, thank you, Luke. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Namaste, everybody. Love and blessings. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Love and blessings. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our official
official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.